Yo, welcome again to Mark's Motivational Podcast. This is Motivational Thursday. This is a, um, a previous episode I did with Tony Gordon around metaphors. Um, so I just want to share that. Um, we'll have another guest on next Thursday, um, Moya, um, who I met through the NLP Fusion Group. So I'm uh, looking forward to talking to Moya. Um, so um, enjoy this episode. It was great talking to Tony around metaphors. So I hope you're having a great day. The weather's really, really good in Ireland today. So I hope you're all enjoying the, the sunshine. Um, okay, so listen, um, until Sunday, have a great weekend. And good to meet you all good. Thanks for listening. Hi, welcome to Mark's Motivational Podcast for this touristy episode. Today, I'm delighted again to be joined by Tony Gordon from Changing Your Mind Limited. That's LTD. So um, it's brilliant to have you back on again today, Tony. Thanks a lot for coming on. Uh, sorry, Mark. Thank you for bringing me on. I always enjoy coming here, so I don't yeah. mind any time at all. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. So I think we're going to discuss around the metaphors today, um, Tony, if that's okay. Um, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, so we'll probably start off um, yourself. What, what, In your opinion, what is a metaphor um, around in LLP? Um, keep it as simple as possible. Probably the best way I could describe it to people is it's a way of telling stories, but they've got an alternative meaning. So what I mean by that is you'll tell a story about one thing, but you actually want the person to get a different meaning in their life. So it's a way of doing that. Um, to explain it easier, if you think of things like, if somebody's religious, say the Bible, for example, and like growing up with that, they used to tell all these stories about what Jesus did in the Bible. And when you think of a lot of them, they were called parables. So he would tell a story, but there was a meaning behind that. That's like a metaphor. Or when you're a child growing up, one of the most common things we had growing up when I was younger was Grimm's fairy tales. And the one that always stuck out for me was there was one called The Ugly Duckling. Yeah. And it was all done to a little boy because he looked different from other children. And they told this story about a wee duck who didn't look like the big swans, the beautiful swans that were so graceful in the water. Anyway, as they tell the story, they realise the little duck actually was like a little second at a baby swan and it turns into this beautiful swan one day and that's what will happen to the wee boy. So it's a way of telling a story that someone can take something from it that means something to them, but they don't really know exactly that you're talking about them when you're doing it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. That's great, Tony. Yeah, yeah, that, that's brilliant. Because um, I know that story well. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, I think a lot it. of people do, so that's yeah. why I use that one. It's a great way for yeah. people to understand, mm-hmm. um, but there's yeah. so many of them um, that you yeah. can get with that. So it, they, they've been around for so long that people don't realise what they are, but they probably hear them all the time. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's great, Tony. Uh, thanks for sharing that. And um, like, for instance, uh, just say you have a client. Um, how would you introduce metaphors for that client to help them? Um, so for me, it's it's a way of embedding a message or a change piece that I'm trying to do with them. Mm. So an example of that is that if I'm working with someone and there's a lot of work to try and change my mindset. So, for example, somebody with negative issues or they've had a lot of things in the past and it's holding them back, which a lot of people can resonate with. We've had so many issues in the past and it's they still feel like they can't move on because of it. An example of that was one that we did a podcast together previously on bullying mm-hmm. and how it impacted us when we were younger. And even mm-hmm. as we got older, we still sort of held that inside. It sort of stopped us maybe in different social circles or moving about because you've always had that in the back of your mind that's happened to you before. 
Mm. Sometimes then from that, people don't allow themselves to speak in public or to be out because they feel they'll get shut down. And that kind of person with that, they maybe need a, a metaphor so they can understand the value in the world. So that why people look at value, why it's so important. Um, so you might think, like for coaches, someone who's brand new, sometimes they wonder, well, the people might not go to me, they might go to someone else because they've been coaching like me for 20 years. So yeah. they might say, well, why would they come to them instead of me? But it's what value people put on things is what matters most. So yeah. you can either leave, use examples of metaphors to leave baggage behind. You can use examples of metaphors for the value to show them examples of how value matters to someone. So it doesn't always matter with how long someone's been doing something or what experience they've got. It's what can they bring to that situation to help that person. So I would use things like that, that they don't always, the important thing with a metaphor is that you sort of concealing it in some ways. As I said, you put it into a story so they don't realize the story's about them. Mm-hmm. So they're picking this up unconsciously. It's a way of getting into their unconscious mind. So they're in a trance, sort of you do it. So it's better to be in there just because they're more relaxed and you're talking, trying to get it in the unconscious mind because that's when the mm-hmm. conscious mind pays attention if they're sort of in a trance. It doesn't mean deep hypnotherapy or that. If you think of someone who daydreams during the day, that's mm-hmm. a trance state. Yeah. You drive a car, I've said before, and you go from A to B, you don't always notice what happens in between. It's just a normal reaction. That's a trance. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's important that we get that feedback to their unconscious. And then the biggest part of it is you don't discuss it afterwards. Mm. Because it's an unconscious thing, it's how they interpret it is what yeah. you want to get. So yeah. it's not about talking afterwards. Like, Did you understand what I meant by that? Their unconscious mind will pick that up. So they would yeah. understand it. And that's why you do it that way. Um, so that they don't, because if you start picking over it, you start unpicking it, if you know what I mean? Mm. It's not staying there because they might take a different interpretation when they do it consciously. So that's why we do that is it's near the end of a session, put that into it and it'll be the way they sort of remember what we've been showing, the work we've done and now why we've done it. It's a way for the, to put that message across to them. Yeah, that's great, Tony. Yeah, that, that's brilliant. That's pretty well explained because I'm in the process of practicing using the metaphors at the moment, Tony. Mm-hmm. So um, what I'm doing is just say when I'm practicing, I would kind of elicit what the person likes to do. Let's say if, if, if they like to run or play football or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then I think of maybe back in my past of when, when I've done that and then make a story. Would, 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 is that something that you'd kind of do as well? Would that make yeah, sense? You, you, can, you can use examples of your own or yeah. other examples. I mean, a lot of ones I use are ones that I've heard people because they... they They've been around for a long time, so they really work. And yeah. I know it's great, but you can make your own ones up and different things as well with any of that situations, even using life experience, yeah. something that you've done to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, what you'll find with a lot of people is they get a metaphor, but they'll adapt it. So it's mm-hmm. ones that maybe, like I said, you've ones all away from the Bible and people yeah. use them. These fairy tale stories, people will use that. That's a metaphor you would use to someone maybe who feels that they're not very popular or because they're young and they've not really grown, they've still got a lot of growing to do. And you get them to use an understanding thing like, life's like a book. They've had certain yeah. chapters that are about written up to now, but how the new chapters are going to unfold, nobody knows, only they know. They will mm. know how it's going to do it. It's the way of enjoying the journey, not a destination. So you're given yeah. a metaphor like that, the book is the metaphor. So the book is that book's been written up to now, but a book hasn't been written all the way because your life's not finished. So you haven't written that part yet. So that's the bit you want them to see.
Sorry, Tony, my little fella just came into the room there. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's okay. These things that's, happen. That's the about. best thing about lawyer. <laughs> lo- uh, working from home as well, you can't help these things. <laughs> like I say, I'm sorry about that. No, that that's great. Yeah, that, that, that makes so much sense because I love what you said, even when you're bringing someone into a relaxed state, um, mm-hmm. you know, not even a, a deep trance, but relaxed state. Like when they're totally relaxed, they can take these suggestions and metaphors in, can't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the way you want to do it. The more relaxed they are, the easier it is to take that in. Like I yeah. said, you, your conscious mind will look at it and start thinking, oh, what does he mean by that? Your unconscious mind will get that and it will interpret it the way it wants. And as long as you present it in the right way, that's all you've got to be careful of. With metaphors, um, there was one that I'd heard before, um, and an extreme case, right? I'll say that this is an extreme one, but yeah. just to show you can see how it could happen. There was a, a gardener who had these beautiful flowers in his garden, his roses, mm. but because all the other weeds around, you couldn't see the rose stand out. So that rose wasn't getting the tension that it needed because it was sitting among all these weeds. So one day he just said, that's not good enough. So he cut it and he cut it right down the stem, took it out, put it in a little vase and put it on a hallway so that everybody could see it. And everybody walked in, gave it attention. But when he was telling the story that to someone, the young girl that he told it to didn't take it the same way. She took it as you need to cut the flower to get attention. So she actually cut herself like self-harming. And she thought she was doing that to get attention. Like he cut the flower and that's how the flower got attention. But that was her interpretation of it. His interpretation was he took something beautiful that couldn't be seen because so much going around about it and put it somewhere to stand out by itself. And you could then enjoy the smell and the look of the flower. But yeah. that's, I mean, you've got to be careful. So it's how we present a metaphor that matters to the client. We need to make sure it's used in such a way that it really fits in with what the client's coming for. So it's not some extreme, but they can understand, they clearly understand. It's called being congruent, making sure that the message it comes across is exactly what that person needs and what they will take from it. And that's the skill of the coach or the therapist is how they actually present the metaphor. Yeah, because that's a great point, like, because um, we're creating these metaphors, but it's about really kind of getting the, all the information off Whoever you're working for, working, uh, yeah, because helping, helping, I should mm-hmm. say. Yeah, because yeah. you've got to remember it's not your interpretation that really matters of it, it's mm-hmm. the other person's. So yeah. you have to leave it with them in such a way that although they think they're interpreting it, they're interpreting it the way you want them to. Yeah. Rather than just giving themselves open plans to I'll just, oh, well, I could look at that such and such. So that example I gave you, it seems extreme, but when you think about it, it's dead simple. She yeah. wants attention. She wasn't getting it. We cut a flower. It's beautiful. Everybody gives it attention. She cuts herself. She gets attention. But it wasn't the type of attention she wanted. So that's why he could have used it in a different way. And that's what he said. It's so important that people don't just use these stories as a story. It's used for a reason. That's why the metaphor's there, to yeah. enhance or embed something that we've already done with the person. Yeah, that's brilliant. Thanks a lot for bringing that to even to my attention because, you know, you, you don't think that... Somebody will take it up that way. You have to be so careful. Mm-hmm. So that, that's yeah. brilliant. Thank, that's great help. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's great for help for anybody that's listening. So that's great, Tony. Thanks for that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I know you kind of use that was an extreme example, but um, it, it, could you maybe give one or two examples of in the past where you used them and they've been successful? I, I don't want any kind of personal stories, but no, no. What, what's so that's the thing. The metaphors aren't, they're not personal because the, yeah. you never use the person. That's what I mean. But you yeah. For example, I, one recently, um, so during the, the thing with the person, the person came in to me because they'd had a lot of bad relationships. Okay. 
and there was a lot of stuff they were holding on to and it was all emotional things they didn't really need it wasn't helping them yeah so after i did what i needed to do i said to them as can you imagine someone being on a train and as they get onto that train they've got four or five big bags and a little backpack and they go to sit down and realise there's nowhere to put all the bags. So they see the baggage collect. There's an area for baggage collection and luggage there. They put them all in there, go and sit down, and they felt so good because they didn't have all those things that were humping around. So they just have the wee knapsack on their back, and that was it. So they sit in the train, and as it goes along, they notice the stations. And as they went by each station, the five stations going along, and each one brought a memory to them. But it was a happier memory than what they'd thought because they looked in a different way. And as they passed each of the five stations, they felt better and better as they were getting towards the destination. Yeah. So as they went to get off the train, they went to get their bags. Now, we porter said, no, no, I'll do that. I'll get that, the bags off. So they get off and stand on the platform. The porter brings all the bags off, puts them onto a wee trolley, says goodbye, and starts walking away. But the person realises that the porter's gone the wrong way. They've gone down to the right-hand side, and he's gone to the left. So they stop and shout them and they say, wait a minute. That's my bags you're taking. They went, no, you've realised on this journey, you don't need all this baggage anymore. You don't need it. You just need what you've got on your back. You go and enjoy the rest of your life. The person turns around and walks away. That's great, yeah. And then, and, and like, what their, their initial thing was was help them. By, by, right. by, they were that's... carrying too much baggage with them. Yeah, so yeah. the baggage they were having was all the emotional things from yeah. the previous relationships yeah. that they didn't need anymore. Mm. So as they passed each of the stations, the five stations were the five relationships that they had had. Now they remember happy memories. They don't mm. need to carry all the bad ones. So when they get off, they don't need that anymore, that luggage. All they need is the new one they've got. Their new relationship is in that wee knapsack. And that's all they need to enjoy the rest of their life. They can let the rest go. You would never do that with a client, but that's basically what the story's about. It's that we don't always need the baggage we carry. And mm. if we let the cat the baggage go, how much lighter do you feel? How much better do you feel? And yeah. that porter said to him, you're now going to go enjoy the rest of your life because mm. you don't have all that to carry around. Yeah. Another one like that, I mentioned something earlier about value. Yeah. And there's a story of a, a couple who the dream was always to go to Paris. So mm. one day they managed to get it and they'll go to Paris. And they want to take in everything. So they start walking along the streets, but they don't want to go where all the tourists go. They wanted to go and see the real Paris. So they, yeah. everybody can imagine Paris. All the wee coffee shops you usually see and the wee bakers, and they're walking yeah. by and the smells are brilliant. They can smell mm. the fresh coffee and the little croissants and that being made. And they say, we'll come back to that. We'll go and see what else there is and we'll come back to that wee cafe. So they start walking down the street and they notice there's a lot of people getting in and out in a street ahead of them. Mm. But it doesn't look like much. They were going to pass by it. We'll go up and have a look. So they go up and they look around the corner to see what everybody's doing. And it's a big, huge square. And in that square, there's a lot of artists sitting with big easels painting. And there's mm. people standing watching them. Some people are getting their paintings done. Some are doing of the buildings round about or the landscape. So they walk along and they notice, well, yeah, a lot of them are really busy. But they notice one at the end. It's got a really old-fashioned looking easel. And mm. a, a wee guy all sort of scrunched up and just did a painting. Well, that looks probably the best place to go. That's going to be cheap because it doesn't look like much. Mm. So they walk along and they see there's a couple getting there already. And they sit there and they watch the couple getting their painting done. It doesn't take long. The guy does it in about 20, 25 minutes. So not long to wait. That was great. As the couple walked up to the guy, the ones that were being painted, they got their wee purse out and the guy must have said so how much it cost. And they looked a wee bit shocked, but they gave him it anyway, took their painting wrapped up, a lovely wee bit of bow hanging put on it and they went. 
So the couple that went for the first time to Paris now sat down to take their place and said, yeah, we'd like to get our portrait done. It'd be great to get it done in Paris. We've wanted to come here a long time. It was a great conversation with them and the, the painter. And they sat and they get done. All again, 25 minutes. They get up then waiting for him to finish it off and roll it up. And he starts rolling it and he puts a lovely bow on it and he hands it to her and she gets out a 10 euros. And she goes, how much is it? And he says, a thousand euros. And she went, no, seriously, you only took 25 minutes to do that. How much is it? And he went, a thousand euros. She goes, I'll give you 10 euros for the painting. And he went, okay, I'll take the 10 euros for the painting. But the other 990 euros is for all the experience and all the work I've put in to get me here today to be able to do that painting for you. And she looked rather embarrassed and shocked and got the money out to pay him. And as she went to walk away, she looked at his easel and it said Pablo Picasso. Wow. And they walk away, the couple go away. Yeah. So well, that story is all about value. When you mm -hmm. pay for something, yeah, you're not paying for what you get at that moment in time. You're paying mm -hmm. for that person's experience, yeah. all the work they've put in, all the training and the money that's cost to get them there to be able to mm -hmm. provide that for you. So always yeah. think of that when you are getting something, like you go to a restaurant and mm -hmm. you know, oh, that looks expensive. How much does it cost for all the, the different ingredients? How much does it cost for the chef? to be able to train to do that, to do that for you. That's the kind of thing you want to do, and that's what value is. You can use it in anything. I've heard some yeah. people do it with an engineer, doing the same thing. I use it a painter. Other people might do it with a chef. They'll do it. It just, as long as whoever you're working with can get the understanding of what you mm. mean by what it costs for value. So that's yeah. another example you can use as a metaphor. That's a very powerful story, like in, in metaphor. That, that's great. That Yeah, because... You know, because it makes sense. You're thinking, like, oh, ten, a thousand euro in tenner, and, 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 and we, we, we lawyers, who it is that done the paint. So that's great. Yeah, yeah? and that's the thing. When you realise that, yeah, if he'd yeah. said that at the beginning, they would have no problem paying it. Yeah. That wasn't the point. <laughs> yeah. Everyone those artists in there had trained for so long to be there to be able to do that. So they yeah. all deserve the same thing. It shouldn't matter just because someone's got a name and someone hasn't. Doesn't it's, you've got to think of it. It's all the effort they put in. So you've got to think that for you. When you're mm -hmm. deciding... Uh, like for example if you've got your own business how much do I charge you've got to think of one thing I say to everybody with that how, where would that person be if they're not working with you so if you went to somebody like me I'm losing an hour at a time with my family to be here to work with you that's my value that I put on it what's that worth to me to lose that time with my family so I can help you and that's what people will do and that's what you'll look at is you've got to judge if I'm going to pay something how much value am I getting out of it so mm. someone, like example, there that had all that baggage, imagine how bad they felt. Now they're going to feel light. They feel confident. They can go and get on with their life. They're not being held back. Look what they can achieve by what that person's done for them. That's, again, value for the other person now. Yeah, that's great, Tony. Thanks a lot for sharing. The, um, the metaphors are brilliant, like, you know, because, you know, it's a great message for anybody because a lot of people, when they're starting their own business or charging for a service, they kind of under undervalue themselves don't they mm -hmm. like um yeah. but like they you know so because like you say when they're giving up the stuff they're giving up to do that service you know that yeah plus you know, all the training right. they've put in it takes years yeah. mm -hmm. i say for something like me i've been coaching for 20 years it's too yeah. a long time to get where i am mm -hmm. I, I do other aspects now that i've learned i'll keep learning but yeah, yeah not everybody comes to will realize that mm -hmm. but when they see what i can do that's where their value is because it's what the solution they get and that's the value. Look like how much did they now get into spend with their family? How many people are going to feel better because what they how they have changed? They impact so many people. So it's looking both ways from it. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. Thanks a lot, Tony. Brilliant, brilliant. And uh, probably lastly that I was going to say to you as well was um, 
do you use metaphors with every time you're, you're with a client would you use uh, metaphors i would say that i use them a lot yeah especially yeah. The therapy side i do both therapy and coaching mm. um therapy to me is i work like relieving issues like i just mentioned someone's anxiety someone's stress depression or it could be someone who's been carrying a lot of baggage around with them so that's a, holding them back with things they want to do in life mm. what i do with that is i offer people what could be the truth so I said, I tell a story that could be true, could be about them, could be something else. And I offer the approaches how they look at that. And they do it in such a way they're not overburdened themselves, they're not being overwhelmed with too much information. Yeah. I just tell them a story so they take what they need out of that story. So it's a way of showing them or illustrating to them how they can actually change their situation. So it comes in handy yet to emphasize stuff that I've already done with them just yeah. before they come out of the trance, I tell them that. And it's sort of like the last thing in memory will take and it'll be like, ah, I understand why we've done what he's done. Because they might not always know what I'm going to do. But when you tell the story, like the metaphor, that gets them to understand why I've had to do things. Mm, that's great. That's really good. Yeah. Because would you kind of have a lot of stories in your in your brain to use? Like, or would you would you um, transcribe them much, the, the stories that you're... The, the, no, um, I don't. I never transcribe them because I've got the basis of all the kind of ones I would use in my head. So I know the situations, but I try and use words or things that's, like I said, the five stops in a station because this client had five uh, relationships that's caused problems. Yeah. I'll always adapt things, aren't you? So if I did it and it was so scripted, mm -hmm. it would mean that it wouldn't be personal to that person. And I try and do it. Although I don't personalize as in their name or their life, I personalize to the story that they've told me. So what yeah. they think is really happening and then I'll put to this one so they can understand better. No, actually, this is what you need to do. So it's not something I really transcribe to, but you can get them. I suppose if you look up online, you'll be able to find metaphors online and the internet. Um, some of the ones I've used there came from a base of other ones. I just add bits to myself that makes yeah. it, because when you're explaining something like that to someone, they need to understand the language. So mm -hmm. someone who works with me, if I read something out, it was word for word the way someone else wrote it, that could stop them from being the unconscious mind they'll be going that doesn't sound like him mm -hmm. so i have to be able to put any words that sounds like me so though a lot of the stories are based on things that people will do it's how we put i said earlier it's how we present them to the client that's so important i need them to get the message the way i want them to then it needs to come from me to be able to provide that message yeah now that that's really really helpful tony i really appreciate you coming on again and um talking around metaphors because you've really helped me in a way as well because I'm practicing at the moment, so that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... No, um, I, I enjoy being a dopamine. I said is that any to do with NLP or hypnotherapy or meditations that I don't mind because I think a lot of the people who come to us don't always understand what these things are. You know? So are you yeah. getting these messages before they come and see somebody like me, a coach or a therapist, at least they might have a better understanding of things that can happen. So what you're doing is educating people as well yeah. as maybe getting help yourself, but you're educating yeah. people to know why we do things that we do in our role. So that's always a good thing for people. And I don't mind helping with that. Yeah, no, it's really is a great takeaway for anybody that's listening who's, who's in this line of work or even who needs to get help so they have a kind of a understanding, as you say, before they approach you, um, mm -hmm. someone like yourself or any kind of, anybody in the help and um, services like so. So that's great, Tony. I really appreciate um, you coming on. Is there anything else I haven't asked you you'd like to, to say on the, on the podcast today? Um, no, I think um, I love the fact that the message you're trying to get out to people is to make NLP um, more things in people's homes, things that they understand. 
because a lot of times we get things with acronyms or initials, people not quite sure what it is, and it has got a fancy title, neuroglossic programming. It does doesn't exactly roll off the tongue that easy for a lot of people, but if yeah. they can understand what we do and how we do it, they realise that it's not voodoo or anything like that. It is actually coaching. It's yeah. just we use processes and procedures and how to do it, and they really work because it changes your mind state. So how you think, it changes completely, and it can relieve so much to help you have a better life. So anything that you need, I'm more than happy to come and do. Great, that's brilliant, Tony. And is there any books that people can... Um look up metaphors on that you, you, you've you've looked up before in the past? I did, have, but I've actually just said, wait for here, I think, give me a second, the best one I know is this year. Um, one bad, he always asks me about books, I've got hundreds of books sitting next to me here. It's yeah, called Metaphors in Mind. Um, okay. It, it looks quite, when you look at it, it's like a, some about university book or that, but it's actually brilliant for explaining a lot of these and how they work and everything. Uh, the writers are James Lawley and Penny Tompkins. Uh, right. It says transformation through symbolic modelling. So basically that's what metaphors are. They're yeah. modelled on a certain thing, certain subject, and we describe it to people in a certain way um, so that it's easier for them to understand. So for me, for anybody that's interested in like that, it's a fantastic book, uh, something to get. Um, well, there's a, I'll give you the message after if you want to put it on for you. I'll send you the details of it. So you've got and so people want to look at it, they can see it. Maybe get it in the library as well. Try that, see if they've got it. That's great, Tony. If you don't mind sending me the, the link, and I'm going to put your link. Yeah, I'll your, send you the details of it. Mm-hmm. Of your website as well. I'm going to put on the show notes as well for people to find you again. Because um, actually a friend of mine at work got interested. So it just shows you by doing these, other people watch them and contact contact um, people like yourself. So that, that's brilliant. Yeah, no, that's great. And it helps, it helps everybody out then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, Tony, thanks a million again for coming on and um, take good care of yourself. And um, sure, we'll, we'll maybe get on, get on, and get you on again next week, the week after. We can talk about another subject that that's that's convenient. Yeah, no problem at all. As long as I know in advance, I can work the yeah. schedule around that, so that's yeah. fine. So, yeah. yeah, thank you, and thank you again for having me on. Yeah. So brilliant. Thank you. So thanks a million then for your tuning in today's podcast. Mark's Motivational Podcast, this Thursday episode with Tony Gordon from Changing Your Mind Limited, um, LTD. So uh, great stuff. So we'll talk to you real soon for another podcast. Take care. Thanks, Tony. Thank you. Please, Mark. Yeah, thanks a again for tuning into today's podcast, Motivational Thursday on my podcast. So um, once again, thanks a million, Tony, for coming on the podcast and um enjoy that this uh, rerun it was an episode i did um earlier on in this season so um thanks again and enjoy your weekend talk to you sunday good morning all good sunday fall take care